Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm so happy to be here today with my good friend, Trish Wilkinson. She's the author of the book, Brain Stages, and we've been doing a bunch of shows about kids and how to be the best parent we can do and enjoy ourselves, enjoy our kids and, and, and be the parent we want to be, but also take into account all the other factors that come into kids and parenting. And today we're going to talk about nutrition. And Trish, oh my gosh, nutrition is such a big deal with raising kids because it has to do with every aspect of your day, not only the kid, but yours too. Well, and not only that, we can make such a huge difference for our kids and their learning and how they respond. You know, a lot of times when we feed kids, this is nutrition, I think now for parents is harder than ever before. And the reason is because there's so much, you know, fast food around that we think are good for them, like fruit roll-ups or, um, you know, little cheesy crackers, you know, that like the goldfish or what. And, and before I knew what I know now, I fed my kids all that stuff. <laughs> and and, <myself. laughs> right. And, and so, and I had no idea how it was affecting them. And the reason I was able to see it a little more is because I had one child who genetically had high anxiety and another one who was diagnosed with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, who both kids in their 20s, by the way, are doing fabulously well. I want to let all the parents out there know that, yes, it was a ton of work to get them there, and it took a lot of research and um, and talking to professionals and trial and error, but, but we figured out a lot of great tips and things to do with kids to help them become successful. And I just wanted parents to know that because a lot of times we worry when our kids are growing up, right? Like I have a child who's high anxiety and how are they ever going to function in life? Or I have a child who has, who can't focus and has social issues and all this stuff. How, how are they going to be able to function in society as adults? Um, And it really can be done. I, I believe with the right tools, any parent can raise successful kids, even in our complicated world. So, and and nutrition has a, oh, I'm sorry, what? Emotional dysregulation, you know, we've got emotional dysregulation in our household, and then you pile on COVID on top of it. So you've got, you know, unique situation where there's no relief valve through sports or um, other activities, Trish, that could give our kids confidence or an outlet for their anxiety. No, we don't have any of that right now. We're all locked in, you know, the, the chicken coop pecking at each other. And <laughs> I think it's, it's, and we have an issue too, in a lot of these communities, mine included, where there is not a prevalence of fresh food. There isn't a prevalence of fresh vegetables. We're, we're not getting the things, you know, in years past, I could get all this stuff and run to the market and have any fruit you wanted. Now I'm like, really, you've got apples again, like more apple. 
Well, the good thing is apples have phytochemicals that are amazing for us. And there is a reason that there was a saying an apple a day keeps a doctor away. Uh, it, and, you know, I was researching some nutrition stuff when I was writing the Brain Stages book, and I had heard from a supposed expert, but she had multiple sclerosis. So she was talking about nutrition for people who had physical issues, but she was saying, you know, apples, bananas, those kind of things, they're not really that great for you to try the, you know, fruits and vegetables that had more color like berries and spinach. And, and although a lot of those things are more nutritionally dense, apples are amazing for you because they have phytochemicals in them. They actually help us regulate our blood sugar. If parents could do nothing else, but make sure their kids drink water every day. Cause you know, I'm noticing a lot too, when parents are talking to me, they're saying one of the things your kids are isolated. They're, they're talking about, um, you know, they get stomach aches and headaches and, and they're, you know, they're bored, they're irritable. And a lot of these things, well, part of it is they're out of their um, habit of working out and drinking a ton of water and, our kids run around dehydrated a lot of times. So a lot of those symptoms, all we have to do is give them a drink of water. Trish, as we talk about kids' health, especially, you know, their physical health and their emotional health, now is a great time to thank our sponsor. And today's episode is sponsored by Apostrophe. Now, Apostrophe is spelled A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E. So check out apostrophe.com slash military mom and use the code military mom at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. And this is a big deal, you guys, because prescription acne treatments really work, but they're hard to get. You have to take time off work. You got to pull your kid out of school and then sit in the line at the pharmacy waiting for your medication medications, but apostrophe makes it easy for you and your kid to see a board certified dermatologist online. You get treated immediately and your medications are delivered to your home. I did this. It's very cool. And their products are awesome. So you just go to apostrophe.com uh, slash military mom and fill out their online questionnaire about your skin concerns, your medical history. Then you're going to have to take a couple pictures. So you kind of take a right side, a left side, a front side, you know, you snap a few selfies and you upload them and then your dermatologist gets back to you with a customized treatment plan tailored just for you. And the best part is that Apostrophe offers not only topical but oral medication so you can treat your acne from the inside out and the outside in. And Apostrophe treats acne and they can also help hit your other skincare goals like reducing redness, wrinkles, and even dark spots. Like for me, I have really wicked rosacea. I have that mask. I've got the baby. And it flares up and it's really hard to cover with makeup. And so for me to get to the dermatologist, oh, forget it. But for me and my kid to get to the dermatologist, I don't think so. Um, but you can get your kids started on apostrophe as early as 14 years old. And it's really important, you guys, because skin is the first thing people notice. And when the products came, they came super fast. Like I, I filled out my things on Wednesday. The dermatologist got back to me either 
Wednesday or Thursday, I can't remember. By Monday, I had the boxes in my hand. And, you know, they're pretty, they're discreet. It's it's really a great service. So to get $15 off your first visit with a board-certified dermatologist at apostrophe.com slash militarymom and use our code militarymom, this code is only available to our listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash militarymom and click begin visit. Then use the code militarymom at sign up and you'll get $15 off your dermatology visit. And the dermatology visit is 20 bucks. So you're literally paying $5 to have a dermatology visit. I don't know where you can get something better than that. So that's apostrophe.com, A-P-O-S-T-R-O-P-H-E.com slash militarymom and use that code militarymom to get your dermatology visit for $15 off. And we really thank Apostrophe for sponsoring today's podcast, especially because we're talking about children's health. Now, we were talking about just the simple use of water and hydration in our body, Trish. And you want to tell me something about when we wake up in the morning. We wake up in the morning hungry or maybe even not hungry, but we can actually gain weight from not eating breakfast because our bodies don't really kick into gear. Our metabolism doesn't really start until we eat something. And kids are the same way. So if they wake up in the morning and we get in the habit of giving them a big drink of water, we'll find that they do better most of the day. Sure. And, and when they start getting a little down, a little tired or a little whatever in the late morning or, you know, hand them another glass of water, just tell them, go get your water. Think about it. Our brains are more than 70% water. Trish, I'm just going to stop you here for a minute as we talk about, you know, kind of how our brains work and how our kids' brains work, because I really want to thank Talkspace. Talkspace is our sponsor today. And when you put your emotional and mental health first, especially in these uncertain times, it has this positive trickle-down effect of making everything in your life better. I mean, your relationships get stronger. Your self-worth grows. You become a better mom. You become a better friend, a better wife. And these are just a few things that are helped by working with a therapist. And when I prioritize my mental health, I am so much more effective. It has truly changed my life for the better across the board. And you guys know that I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and start therapy the same day as you sign up. You can text, you can video, you can send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's super convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your own home. And we know as moms, we are running on empty. We're running everywhere under the sun where some of us are still homeschooling uh, while they're trying to figure out getting the kids back to school. So it's a lot on moms. It's a lot on me. And what I like about Talkspace, it's it's affordable. It's the fraction of the cost of in-person therapy. And instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7 and they'll engage with you daily five days a week. Their network has thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties, including depression, anxiety, substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food and eating, and so much more. And Talkspace is secure and private. It uses the latest end-to-end bank grade encryption technology to store your information, and it complies with the latest HIPAA regulations. So there is actually no reason that you shouldn't get the mental health help that you deserve. I have been in with my therapist for 
11 years now. And she is like my co-parent as a single parent of two boys and caring for my 87-year-old dad. There's a lot of things I don't know how to navigate. She's not there to fix me. She's there to give me tools and skills that make me a better parent, a better daughter as I manage this sandwich generation that's happening in my household. Now, as a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. So to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com and make sure you use the code MILITARYMOM to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's MILITARYMOM and Talkspace.com. So check it out. You deserve it. And these things are so important. Now, Trish, we were talking about brain health, mental health, and physical health. And you wanted to tell me a little bit more about dehydration in the brain. We start getting dehydrated. Our brains physically are not working as well. They're well, just not because they need that, that water to, to function. Well, and, and a lot, so that's just such a simple thing parents can do nutritionally that can make a huge difference in, in their kids and their day and their attitude and just so many things, just a drink of water in the morning. And then throughout the day, when their kids start getting, you know, sleepy or cranky or whatever, Hey, why don't you go get a drink of water? It's also a great, you know, if they're still doing school at home, it's a great, Hey, you know, break. Hey, why don't you go get a drink of water? And cause they like to get up and have that break or whatever. And, and it actually makes their brains work better. So, so just that one thing nutritionally is just a huge boost for kids. Well, and you can see that at any soccer practice, you know, watch the the kids as they get, you know, before they take their first water break or the half break and you see them and, you know, they're running around all straight up and happy and excited. By the time they get to their water break, they're slumped over. They remind me of flowers, you know, that, that need some water. (laughs) Their heads are down and they're trying to focus on what the coach is saying to them. Then you get them all hydrated up and they start to stand differently. They look different. They have a different alertness and they're going, okay, coach, I can do this. Okay, coach, I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to go out there. And I think without organized sports and without organized classrooms and, you know, changing, changing from room to room, or, you know, maybe walking to a different building, you know, out here in Southern California, people grab their water bottle, they're drinking and talking while they go to the next class. It's an automatic, but when you're home, and you're studying at home and taking class online, I think you have to make a conscious effort to make sure your kids on top of everything else parents are going through to make sure your kids are hydrated. But, but here's the thing. So if we're aware of the hydration thing, we need to be hydrated too. So all it is, is whenever we grab a drink of water or whenever our kids are getting irritable or whatever. And we remind them to get a drink of water. It can remind us to get a drink of water too. So it's good for everyone. So it's not like, oh my gosh, it's just one more thing to do. It's just part of just incorporating it into our lives. Because if we look at, you know, all of these things are just one more thing to do. I mean, everybody's already overwhelmed, right? (laughs) So I, so I think we can just, you know, tweak our routine a little bit during the day. So it's not an added thing. But it's just, oh, I'm noticing he's getting kind of tired or, you know, my, my son or daughter is getting however, however they're feeling that isn't optimal. And even if it's not water, if we tell them to get a drink of water, just that little break 
and hydration never helps. I mean, never hurts unless you're drinking, you know, gallons. I mean, but, but you know what I'm saying, because you're right. We get out of the practice. Well, and one of the things that helps in my household is we use the soccer water ball bottle. You know, it's kind of a clear, it's, it's like 36 ounces or 32 ounces, whatever it is. And I fill those up in the morning and I put one on each of my kids' desk. And then when I go in during the day to check on them, I can look at the water and go, you know, you haven't drank anything. And I have to do that myself, Trish. Like if you look in, I have cups, water bottles, like big things all over my house. There you go. That's the same one I have, the, the Contigo. Um, yeah, I, I have one of those too. Yeah. Yeah. And you can I, and, and I have to because if I don't, it doesn't happen. And then and then I'm feeling so lousy by the end of the day. And I think, what is wrong with me? I wonder yes. if I'm getting the flu or something. Right. Oh, no, COVID. And then I drink a glass of water and I'm like, oh pfft, that was all <laughs> right. Right. And you're like a different person. And if right. you don't, you know, and so I find, you know, having those around and I leave them around everywhere. I have one on their nightstands. I have one on my nightstand and, you know, we fill it up because the first thing I do in the morning, I'm thirsty, you know, it's Southern California, it's the desert. And I'm like, you know, I'll drink half a big, you know, 30 ounce water bottle just because that's the only way I can start my day. Or I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, just a shrunken prune. And so we live in dry areas because I live in a dry area in Oregon, but you know, somebody listening to this may live in a place that isn't dry. And I'm telling you, those people have to even be more careful about drinking because they may not feel the thirst until they're way past thirsty because it's not as dry in the area. So, so I mean, in some ways it's a little helpful that we live in places that are dry but other places where people live that aren't dry, they have to be really conscious of making sure they get enough water because no matter where you live, our brains need water to function. Right. (laughs) And so do our kids. If we want our kids to learn better and more, whether they're going to school at home or they're already back in school, whatever their situation is, they're going to learn better if they're drinking enough water. And, and that's just a physiological thing. Another thing is um, breakfast. We tend to give kids breakfast. Like our, our society is so into processed carbs for breakfast, like cereal, for example. I know cereal, for example. Well, I used to give my kids cereal and they didn't want to drink the milk because it was too, too sweet. At, um, and then I saw a, a show on how it's made, which is a Canadian show about, they show you how they make things in the factory. And one of the things they showed how they're made are different kinds of cereals. And those cereals, the vitamins are sprayed on in the factory, just sprayed on the outside. So they dry on, they bake it on or whatever. So where do you think the vitamins are ending up by the time kids are done eating their cereal? They're ending up in the milk. So if the kids aren't, because they (laughs) soak off in the milk, right? Mm -hmm. So, so if they're not drinking the milk, all those added vitamins, they're, they're basically just eating sugar because the vitamins are left in the milk. And if they're not drinking the milk, they're not getting the protein anyway. So, I mean, cereal doesn't last very long in their systems. And it's a huge sugar bomb because both the carbohydrates and the sugar itself. I mean, it's just like sugar upon sugar upon sugar. Right. (laughs) 
So, and, and I had these kids who were sensitive. So it was obvious to me, but a lot of people don't have kids that are sensitive and our kids are all shiny and new. So these things, if they have had terrible eating habits, when they're kids, when they start showing up is when the kids are like in their twenties. And I can't even tell you how many of the kids that our children went to school with where they had terrible eating habits. And now they're starting to have physical problems, you right. know, diabetes. And I mean, we have more diabetes from people who are in their twenties than ever before, just like exploded. And a lot of it is because of cereal in the morning, donuts, croissants, you know, toast, whatever we're eating oh, is processed carb you know, stuff. The lunch is everything that comes out of a little plastic bag. You open it up and you look at the carbohydrate load. You look at the sugar load. You look at the salt load and the fat load. And I can tell you, Trish, I went to cooking school when I was younger because I, one of the things that I did to put myself to college was I cooked. And so I went to cooking school and I had a whole list of foods that I could not stand, that I would never eat. I hated broccoli. I hated tuna, all these things. And when you're in cooking school, the first thing they teach you is it takes 30 days to change your palate, change the, the taste. And as soon as I stopped eating high fat, high sugar, high salt, and started really tasting food, now I eat all these healthy foods and they taste good versus they tasted terrible at first. And I saw my kids, especially my younger one, who went back and forth to the dads more often than my older one did and ate a lot more school food as a result, that his set point for salt was so high and his sugar point was so high that those things had to be so intense that a strawberry or a blackberry or a blueberry didn't have a chance. Right. And in, and I'm so glad that you brought that up, that our, our taste buds entirely change over every seven years anyway. Mm -hmm. So because our body is constantly rejuvenating itself, our bone structure does that. That's why osteoporosis, if you have to start taking, um, if you have to start taking medication for that, it stops that process of the brain I mean, of the bones regenerating themselves so that you keep some skeleton. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And, and I know we're talking about kids, but my point, our brains are even like that. Mm -hmm. Our brains, we used to just think they were just plastic. And which means, which is a weird way of saying malleable, that, that they, like they're the changeable. But, but the point is, is what scientists have found recently, like in the last couple of years, is that our brain um, neurons, many of the different brain cells actually regenerate. They actually replace themselves. So whereas we, and especially up and through until our kids are 25 years old, there's, there's a much faster rate of that changeover. So you really have this window of opportunity to really recreate things that are going on in kids' brains when they have difficulties and stuff with nutrition. So if our kid, like I used to feed our kids cereal, then, then um, it started to be like whole wheat bread with avocado slices on top of it. And they love doing that mm -hmm. um, or avocado and an egg and brown rice in a bowl or whatever. And we would just make, you know, we had a rice cooker and we would just make a whole bunch of brown rice at the beginning of the week and 
there, you can look on my website on the brainstages.com and there are a whole bunch of healthy breakfasts kids can make for themselves and healthy lunches that kids can make for themselves. And the reason I did that is because a lot of times we're so busy and we're like one more thing to do. I don't have time. They can pour cereal for themselves. I don't have time to get them breakfast too. But if we have stuff together for the kids to be able to make their own lunches and breakfast, breakfast, not only does it create skills for them and develops nutrition understanding for them, it's great for their brains and their bodies and it builds independence. So they, so they learn how to feed themselves because mm-hmm. it, it amazed me. My, my kids are well-versed in nutrition and granted, it's not because I'm so fabulous. It's because of life and we had to, <laughs> right. right? I mean, sometimes when we have these issues for things that happen in our families, we're forced to do things. And that's kind of where it was for us. It was we deal with, you know, our older daughter's ADHD and how difficult it was for everybody, especially her, because people didn't want to be around her as much if she was so difficult to be around. Whereas when we found that nutrition made a big difference. And I don't know why it is, but kids with attention issues, they seem to crave carbohydrates, oh, you know, processed carbs, soda, sugar, and bread soda. and chips. Yep and crackers. I mean, they could live on those at pasta. Well, and, and those I things, have- I can tell you, they calm my one with that issue down, you know, versus other people, you know, it has a different effect. When they sit down and eat some of these, it's almost like they're medicating themselves. And I watch their behavior change. Now, my other one, two kids, same genetics, one sits down, eats that big bowl of pasta and it, you know, very calm. I watch the whole energy go down. The other one ramping off the wall, like, you know, and that's the thing, even kids with the same quote unquote diagnosis can perform differently with, with the same nutrition, the same meal, the same everything. But I want to, I want to dial back just for a second and talk to you about, you know, this concept of pouring things out of a bowl. And I used to be that person of going, it's so much easier to buy all this stuff than make it. But what I found is I, I took my fridge, Trish, and I measured the inside. I divided by three and I bought the appropriate size containers that I could fit three three across and, and two deep. They're all in there like little bricks. And when I make on Sundays, I make like you a big tub of brown rice. I cook all the vegetables and I, I box them up in these little plastic tubs so that the kids can go in anytime and my dad and get spaghetti and meatballs. They can get rice and chicken and, and green beans. They can get, like, I can tell you what's in there right now. Like there's, there's little like smoked sausage with, with, you know, you can have mashed potatoes over here. You know, there's a whole like menu of things that can mix and match because I can't put breakfast together every morning. You can make omelets ahead of time. You can make scrambled eggs ahead of time. You can put them in these little containers and you know what? They take a paper plate, they put the food on it, they warm it up or eat it cold. The boys mostly, they just shovel it in cold. (laughs) I have one like three hour window on Sunday where I cook for four days worth of food and everybody eats. Then we don't have to deal with who's 
got what sports event, who's got what thing at what time. My dad, he's 87, he eats at four. My older son who's taking college classes, he doesn't eat till seven. You know, and, and ideally, yes, we'd all like to have a family meal and we have a couple of those each week. But the reality is, Trish, we are not able to do that when we range in our household from eight to 80. Right. Well, and the, the thing is, is that we, we did our very best to, you know, and like you say, you can't do it every night, but we did our very best to have a family meal every day because that's when we would regroup. And, and, you know, we had a lot of anxiety and emotional things and stuff. So our, our kids needed to be able to go around the table and have everybody talk about their day. So that, so that had to be a priority for us regardless until our oldest was in college. And, you know, I mean, when they get older, that, that changes, but all the way through school until then, no matter what the sports were, what was going on, it's just, if, if you can just substitute certain things for processed carbs, like if your kids aren't sensitive to nuts, have, give them a handful of nuts. We, we, you know, we get those big containers of mixed nuts from Costco. Yep. And just, you know, and keep them in the car. We just drive around. They'd say, I'm hungry, mom. Can you pass the nuts or whatever? Yep. And, and they would have the nuts and they learned how to, you know, eat certain portions. So they weren't eating the whole entire thing of nuts. You know, I mean, we went through all of those different things, but now as young adults, you know, they understand portion control. They understand how different things metabolize differently in your body. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is when we eat processed carbs like breads and crackers and, you know, all that kind of stuff, it metabolizes as straight sugar. So they're not getting, and, and all of those have quote unquote added vitamins and those added vitamins just aren't that quality. I mean, things that we make and, oh, and I'm going to add one more thing. One of the things that was a lifesaver for us for breakfast well, and lunch, just snacks are hard boiled eggs. Nope. Kids love to learn how to peel them themselves. At first they're frustrated as heck because they cut, but they take a certain amount of pride about in getting that shell off. Nope. It's one of the healthiest things kids can eat if they're not allergic to them. Right. I mean, you know, some well, kids- You can throw them in a gym bag. You can Everything throw them. we're talking about, if your child is sensitive nope. to them, right? Right. But eggs have omegas in them. So they have the literal brain fats that our brains use for developing and, and to remain healthy. So they have those omegas and they're best in um, eggs, fish, walnuts, leafy greens. So, so that's where you get omegas and that's where kids need them. If they're not eating anything but carbs because they're picky eaters, they're not getting those omegas. And it's a physical difficulty for their brain because they need those fats for, for proper development. Well, so the tools that we used for my one son's emotional dysregulation issues, and he's, he grew to be six, four by ninth grade. So that wow. was a really tough, you know, thing, but he also was 75 pounds overweight. You know, he was tall and he was big and he was bloated and doughy. And one of the pediatricians said to me, take him off everything processed give him only, you know, fresh vegetables, give him fresh fruit and give him these meats. He gave me, you know, and fish and he gave me a list of things. He goes, let's take it down to the studs 
and rebuild this boy because something is going in the wrong direction. You know, his hormones are off the chart. His growth is off the chart, but it wasn't a pituitary gland issue. It was a, there was something wrong. Something was misfiring. And so it was really hard, Trish, for him ninth to 10th grade to go off of all these things because of sports, because of school, because of snacks in the school place. And the, the, you know, it was a lot of, and it was hard for me to change my way of packing lunches and shopping. You know, I'll be honest, it was really hard, but this kid lost 75 pounds and now he is bright. He is in shape. He's playing volleyball and basketball and swimming, and he can participate in all these things. And his mood regulation issues that were a daily blowout all of a sudden are now maybe every couple weeks, every month, month and a half, have a good blowout, but nothing like the chaos we were living in. And that, I mean, that is huge. And I'm so glad you're saying that because a lot of people listening to this program are thinking, well, boy, I'm glad my child doesn't have those issues. <laughs> and, and they may not have those issues. But the thing is, is that we're not as careful with their nutrition when they don't have those issues because it doesn't look like they need us to be. But even if they don't have those issues, their brain still needs the vitamins and minerals and omega fats and all the things that they need for proper development. Mm -hmm. So just because it's not showing yet doesn't mean that it's not going to rear its ugly head later when they're in their mid twenties and they're not all shiny and new and they're not growing anymore. Right. And their patterns are set. Like that's the one thing that I've learned even from myself, you know, like when I was growing up, I grew up in, in dairy land. So, you know, everything was beef based and, you know, the vegetables were the local vegetables grown and we didn't have any processed food. You know, that's just the way it was. You ate off the farm, you ate off the local farms, whatever was, was provided there. And I remember Trish having, um, an orange crush or a grape crush. We were allowed to have a glass of orange crush or grape crush on a Sunday night. Like oh, that was the <laughs> that, treat. That, that was the treat. You know, six kids all come down. You know, my mom pours it out. Everybody gets a little, and it was a juice glass. You know, it was like an eight ounce glass. It wasn't like a great, you know, 32 ounce, you know, diet Coke that I see the high school kids sucking down after school. Um, and there was no processed anything. There was no fried anything except if you fried it in a pan. And, you know, when my kids started going to school, it was, it was stunning to me to look at what was classified as a healthy breakfast or a healthy lunch by the school. And I went and I complained and they said, well, you know, if your kid, you know, wants this stuff, then, you know, you need to pack it. And I'm like, well, the law says you have to provide, you know, a salad and things like that. Cause my kid was used to eating salad. My younger one, he wanted cucumbers and tomatoes and carrots and salad with, cause that's the way he was raised. So they would put this little bowl out for him and it was just for him. And, oh my gosh. You know, and you know, here's a, here's a school of like, you know, 250 kids in the school, but you know, what passes as nutrition for advertising agencies, for packaging companies, for grocery stores or for school districts or for 
sports. Cause the, the thing, I'm just going to go on my little rant here. If you have <laughs> like me, I have two boys. Okay. And they're elementary school and middle school age boys. And they have a classroom size of 35 kids in a classroom. Okay. That means 35 times a year, a birthday will be celebrated, yes. which means cookies coming in. My kids were barfers with those cupcakes with the aerosol spray. It always made them vomit. So they would be like, Oh, don't let them have, you know, the cupcake. They'd have to scrape the frosting off and give them just the cupcake part. But I know this because they would puke. And the rule is if you throw up in school, you got to stay home for 24 hours. Well, here's the news school. Don't give my kid a cupcake. That's going to make him throw up. He's not sick. So, you know, we have this thing where 35 cupcakes a year, then now let's add in the holidays for, for elementary school. We've got Valentine's Day. We've got St. Patrick's Day. We've got Easter, Passover, you know, summer, whatever the thing is of the month. Add, right. another, <laughs> add another 12 to 15 treats on top of it. Right. You have Valentine's Day. Not only do you have snacks in school, but for Valentine's Day and for, for um, Halloween, you have a bag of treats coming home. So just right. go with me, Trish, because we're not done yet. Right. No, I know. Go to after school programs and the kids have a soccer or a belly dance or an art class. And what do they get? Here's a treat, juice and cookies, you know, because yeah. the kids can't go five minutes from leaving school to going to the after school program. And then here's the kipper. We now go to soccer. And who's the soccer mom that brings the treat this week? And I don't know if your area is anything like mine, but the soccer treat bag that you get after the soccer game, then there's the treat that you get at halftime break. So they get oranges and a juice box and maybe a snack like a granola bar because, you know, we just played 30 minutes of soccer at the fourth grade level. So we must fill our kids with more food. Then at the end of the <laughs> soccer game, which we're now into an hour of soccer, maybe an hour and a half, you get a bag of crap. There's a juice box in there. There's a fruit roll up. There's a, a, a candy bar mistaken as a breakfast bar. I mean, right. <laughs> all of this stuff comes home. And then guess what? I'm the bad person. I'm the, the, the witch in my car that picks through these bags and goes, you're not eating this. You're not eating that. You just had an hour ago, a, a, a snack. And, and then, and then sometimes they have a cupcake and you know what, let's top it off. Let's all meet for pizza after practice or oh. after game day. <laughs> and I'm like, no, more oh, oh, and you're, you haven't even gotten into the Gatorade thing yet, you know, oh. or all of these power aid drinks. They're terrible for kids. Okay. Gatorade was invented in Florida for the Florida Gators. Yep. And the Florida Gators are a football team where these kids are anywhere from almost 200 to 300 pounds. And they're playing all summer long in the heat. And we're trying to replenish their electrolytes. Those drinks have no business in a child's lunchbox. Right. But I can't even tell you all those years I was teaching for decades and I would find those, I mean, so many kids drink those drinks and they're terrible for them. Right. And you know what? Coming. Here's the thing about kids too. When they are playing sports, 
if they have played a solid hour of sports and you want to give your child a small power aid, okay. But really what's better is for them to just drink water. Water. The rest of it is marketing. And the kids are so used to, like you're talking about all these sweets, they're so accustomed to all that sugar and salt and whatever that it just kind of, you know, goes right with the rest of it. And the studies show that kids do best with just water. And we, we feel like we, our kids, uh, the marketing has been so, you know, so out there and in our faces that we just feel like we might be hurting our children if we're not giving them these terrible drinks after they're working out. Like that's what I, we're a bad mom. Right. You know, I'm there with the regular. And for me, it was even worse. You know, I'm not going to embarrass my kid enough by making them drink a water bottle. It's going to be a reusable water bottle because I don't want to have, you know, all this plastic gumming up the planet for you guys for the next 50 years. So I'm there with the reusable water bottles and, you know, the kids are mortified because the whole town is drinking sugared dyes, colorants, masquerading as a sports drink in a bottle that's going to last longer than you and I in a landfill. And so yeah. that does not make you popular. Your no. kids don't like it. And then no, it doesn't. You don't. Yeah, no. Well, and the thing is, but at least at home, we can give our, we can give our kids healthy snacks. Like we always had lots of different kinds of nuts around for the kids to, to eat. Another thing we did, you can buy, if, if I would get too jammed up, I actually have, you know, some gizmos that I can cut up vegetables really quickly. Cause I'm not, I've never been a big food prep person. Mm-hmm. In fact, my husband does more cooking than I do. Cause I'm just, I just don't love to cook, but the but, and I know a lot of people who do, if they do, that's awesome. I wish I liked it more. I do not. So, so if I had to, you know, there are all these bags of fresh vegetables that are already cut up that you can get in the store now. So I would buy those. And I was like the neighborhood mom in the school where I taught. So the kids would, you know, all come in after, you know, their friends or whatever, because I taught at the same school where my kids went to school. Mm -hmm. And I'd have, you know, just a whole bunch of kids coming in and they're all getting these already cut vegetables and whatever out of my room. And they just, it's all what they get used to. And then they're getting, you know, vitamin A for their eyes. They're, they're getting, they're getting fiber and, you know, they're getting all these things that they need in their bodies instead of, you know, just like people would tell me, you know, cause there's this whole thing. Oh, well, don't tell your kids that they can't have dessert if they don't eat their food or whatever. And for us, all we did is we set the boundaries ahead of time. Yeah. We said, look, we're not going to overfeed you. If you're not hungry enough to finish, you know, we'll be careful not to overfeed you. And if you're not hungry enough to finish the healthy stuff on your plate, then you're not hungry enough for dessert. Right you know, if there, if there's a dessert available <laughs> and I, I have gotten so much grief, even by nutritionists and stuff, but, but it wasn't like, I never had to say to my kids, oh, well, if you don't eat that, you don't get dessert. I didn't do that. They would say to me, you know, I don't really feel like eating my green beans. And I'd say, okay, you never have to eat anything you don't want to. And then they would ask me, well, will I get dessert? 
And I, and my husband and I would just say, you know, the rule. And then we changed the sentence. We just changed the subject. It was just a non-issue. And we never had drama at the table. That was, that was our favorite time of the day because we set the boundaries ahead of time. You have to eat the healthy stuff. If you don't eat your dinner, there will be no snacks after dinner. And both kids tested us once, both times when they were in kindergarten and we put them to bed crying that night, which people would be like, oh, that's terrible. But we put them to bed crying that night, but it was one time ever. They went to bed crying, they were hungry. It takes three weeks of no food to die of starvation. No child is going to die of starvation if they skip eating an afternoon snack after dinner because they didn't eat their dinner. Well, and that that brings up another point of going, you know, what are your kids doing all day so that, you know, that they're not hungry when dinner gets put down on the table. Now, granted, I have boys, you know, who would eat, you know, a table if the food wasn't on it. But I can tell you when they're left to their own devices, like through sports and after school things, and they're nipping in the snack bar and they're getting this stuff from friends, they come home, it's a lot easier to be picky when you're full or when you've already eaten, you know, and that's the thing with, with a lot of the things today, Trish, is there's so much access to food that we wouldn't have our kids eat otherwise, you know, school snack bars and, and team things. And, you know, everything's 50 cents or a dollar. So, you know, they're make it affordable for kids. And these are big money makers for schools and for sports. And so when your kid comes home and he's not hungry for dinner and he's picky, then it's time to start doing some investigating of what has your kid been doing that afternoon? Did he do his workouts with his sports team or did he sit home, you know, watching TV all afternoon? And if he sat home watching TV afternoon, which is what my niece did when she was staying with me and she would be like, well, I don't like this. I don't like that. And I don't like this. And I don't like that. Well, as soon as I got rid of the TV all afternoon and the snacks she was buying at school, all of a sudden we've got a hungry kid because if right. your kid is chronically, you know, and this is the thing I learned the hard way. If your kid is full from filling up on junk all afternoon, they're going to give you a lot of lip for dinner. No matter if you were, a, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a certified chef. I can whip up anything. You can't tell me my meals aren't good, Trish, but when you've got a kid who ate three bags of Fritos and two things and an energy drink. Yeah. They're going to turn their nose up at dinner and they can because they're not hungry. And all of those calories are not calories that their brains can use. In fact, all of those calories cause inflammation. In fact, recently scientists have found there's such, there's such a great gut brain connection anyway, But what they found is, you know, they used to think, well, they weren't sure that that was actually happening with kids, but processed carbs and too much sugar cause inflammation all over the body, causing aches and pains and our body's just not feeling as well, right? Mm -hmm. Well, with kids, they may not feel anything more than just tired. Maybe they feel a little achy sometimes, just just a little more out of it but it actually causes inflammation in the brain, which is scary that, that, you know, for our children who are eating too much of this kind of stuff, that they actually are already little people and growing and they have inflammation in their brain because they're eating too much 
um, processed carbohydrates and too much sugar. Absolutely. Well, Trish, you know, I'm going to tell people to check you out at thebrainstages.com to go ahead and look up your book on Amazon. We've rolled right to the top of the hour. It's been so great visiting with you. We'll be back again next week with another great episode. This has been Sandra Beck and Trish Wilkinson. Check her out at thebrainstages.com. You'll be glad you did. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.